have fun. I'm Sue Freck, and I'm your host of the Happy Marketer Connection podcast, brought to you by Vesta. Each week, along with my guests, other fellow passionate marketers, we will explore engaging and inventive marketing strategies and toast brands making impactful consumer connections. Please kick back, relax, and join our happy half hour of marketing inspiration and positivity, and come away a happier and smarter marketer. This is the podcast episode to listen to for anyone thinking about either starting their own podcast or really looking for ways to elevate and promote their current podcasts. This week's guest has his very own successful podcast, Wild Business Growth. He also has just launched his podcast production company that was being run out of his current company, Hippo Direct. He also happens to be my podcast producer, Max Brandstetter. There's no doubt that hosting a podcast is good for elevating your brand, expanding your network, and of course, lead generation. I had shared with a friend in the industry and past client, Brendan O'Mara, that I was launching my own podcast, and thankfully, Brendan introduced me to Max. Max will share his advice and recommendations for future podcasters. He's made the leap to turn his passion for podcasting and podcast production into his own company. So please welcome Max Brandstetter, founder of Max Podcasting and the host of Wild Business Growth Podcast. So welcome back to another episode of the Happy Marketer Connection Podcast. I am very excited for my guest today, Max Brandstetter. Max is not only a podcast producer and has his own podcast, but he is also my teacher and has been producing this podcast. So super thrilled to have you on as a guest. Oh, Sue, thank you so much. This is very surreal. And I am humbled, flattered, honored, just so honored again that you're calling me your teacher because the amount I've learned from you and I'm inspired by you, uh, I can't even put it into words. So this is, <laughs> this is cool. We can just end it right now if you want. Yeah, I think that's could. the answer you're looking for. I think I was just looking for some some love and attention. You know, some I don't ego get that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I am thrilled that you are actually taking this to the next level. Our theme this week is growth. And it's for so many reasons. Obviously, it's the name of your current podcast. But uh, you have had the opportunity in me listening to your podcast to talk to so many incredible entrepreneurs and business owners about their very strong growth. But I'm excited that you are now launching your own podcast production company called Max Podcasting. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much. It's been a, a long time coming. I think when we started working together, I had launched this podcast service. So I'd been producing podcasts for a while and getting more and more clients. And I was doing this as part of my family business, Hippo Direct, uh, which goes all the way back to the year I was born. I mean, there's a whole story there, but uh, it became clear over time that, you know, this is a part of the business that's growing and growing. And it's it's not a close enough tie to our bread and butter as a company to continue being integrated with the company. It makes more sense to spin it off as a separate company. And at that same time, I was realizing that I am super passionate about the podcasting industry and helping business owners and entrepreneurs, storytellers, people like yourself who know that a podcast is a great idea for them. It's a great marketing tool. It's great from a networking standpoint, but they know it's not in their best interest to do everything behind the scenes, all the stuff that takes so much time and all the work behind the scenes and putting a podcast together. So that's kind of where it came to, Hey, I need to start this new business and help people like yourself and just save them as much time as possible in putting out a quality podcast for them. It's so funny because, you know, I tried to do all of it <laughs> myself yeah. and I'm sure there are other industries, you know, where you say, gosh, 
someone says, oh, I'm going to be the general contractor at my own house and I'm going to manage this project and then you fail, <laughs> um, you know, probably don't get a chance to build a second house. But, you know, I was trying to produce it myself and that just was not working. So uh, we'll get more to how I highly recommend you. But in the meantime, I would love to just jump back and sort of start at the beginning. I do like to start with a quick icebreaker. I'm going to ask you a couple quick favorites because I really don't know you that well, except from a work, in, work environment. You okay. didn't get my social security number I sent earlier? <laughs> well, that I know. And I've got your bank accounts. But I want to know the Perfect. real Mac. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about your favorites. I've got four here. What's your favorite show? What are you streaming right now? What have you streamed during this pandemic? What have you had time to watch? Ooh, so I, because of this pandemic, my girlfriend Dane and I have basically moved in early. Um, so we had been planning to move in together and officially doing that this year, but we started four or five months early due to the pandemic. And so as part of that, there's some new shows we're discovering, but there's also some of my all-time favorites that I'm introducing to her that she's never seen before. So we have watched The Office, uh, which nice. we're actually watching The Office again for the second time. We have watched Curb. We have watched Entourage. We are loving currently Shameless. And personally, one that she doesn't watch, but one that I love, probably my all-time favorite show is The Wire. So ah. those are my favorites. So love the uh, Netflix and HBO combo. Nice, nice. And those are on my list to force my family to watch too. So, because I do love them. Although Wire I haven't seen, but I've heard it's a good one. Oh, All right. it's very good. Yes. Favorite food or drink? Favorite food would have to be steak. Probably steak. We'll give burger. Burgers a close second. But <laughs> steak is really good. Um, drink. Uh, what I drink mass vast majority of the time is water, which is very exciting. Um, yes. but if we're going, if we're going adult <laughs> drinks, then I love craft beers. So a lot of IPAs, a lot of, a lot of beers in that variety. And, um, as kind of alluded to earlier, Dana has turned me into a wine drinker as well. So nice. And so you need to make a trip out to Colorado. It's every street yes. corner. <laughs> There's a local oh brewery. My God. I've heard, uh, yeah, I've heard Breckenridge Brewery is a great place. It is. It is. It's so fun. Hopefully all the world will open back up and you can make a trip out here. So this is a fun one for me. Favorite podcast that you would listen to if you have time. <laughs> yes. Well, happy marketer connection one, uh, one part B wild business growth podcast. No, but there, there's, there's so many, I mean, yours is fantastic. There's so many great podcasts out there. I would say of, of someone that I I don't know personally right. yet. I would say my all-time favorite is the Tim Ferriss show. So Tim Ferriss is huge inspiration to me. And if you listen to Wild Business Growth Podcast, if you listen to his podcast, like you'll see there's some clear inspiration from him. But just I love how he is endlessly, you know, like yourself, endlessly curious and endlessly fascinated by people's minds and successful people and creative marketers and what makes them tick. Uh, what they do in their free time and kind of why they do what they do. And he just is, he's a master at that. And he's, I mean, he's one of the legends in the space. I think earlier this year, he crossed half a billion downloads. So wow. I mean, he's enormous impact, but he's, he does a new episode every week and he is uh, just amazing. I, I think to shout out an episode, um, his episode with Terry Crews, I think is one of the best things I've ever listened to. And so that was from a couple of years back, but definitely worth checking out. But some of his episodes just 
they make you feel like you're levitating because like yeah. they just take you to another place and there's so much to learn from every episode. So not that I'm gushing over Tim Ferriss, but Tim Ferriss. <laughs> I am going to add that to my list. And then my last favorite for you, and I know this is going to be a tricky one, but do you have a favorite guest or guests on your own podcast? <laughs> and it doesn't, well, it does not again, have to be me. Frick, <laughs> I think, well, I've been blown away by the quality of guests and there's so many amazing people out there. Like there's been some really really, really unique, cool ones that people I've gotten to interview that I haven't heard on many other podcasts. So like some of them that come to mind that I think are really cool are uh, Susan Bennett is the original voice of Siri. She's actually the voice actor that turned into Siri on the uh, the original Siri on your iPhone. So that was really, really cool and hearing the behind the scenes story there. And then I went to IU, Indiana University, and as part of orientation there, they literally talk about hey, you know, you don't have to do a traditional major, you can create your own major. And so there's this guy named Will Shorts, who created his major in enigmatology, which is the study of puzzles. And he actually (laughs) for the past 30 ish years, has been the crossword editor for the New York Times. And he's basically like the world's most famous crossword person. So that was very cool. That was really, really cool episode as well. But then personally, obviously, you know, I have family business ties, family super, super important to me. And I've been able to so far interview both my dad and my mom in separate episodes. And both of them kind of timed up with Thanksgiving uh, in consecutive years. So that was really, really special. And uh, some good, embarrassing stories about me, but also kind of you, <laughs> you can feel the dynamic of our family and the family business as well. I love it. Love it. Oh, my gosh. And I'm definitely going to add those because family stories, embarrassment, that is my specialty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who doesn't sure. love embarrassing stories? <laughs> So congratulations so much on your success of the Wild Business Growth Podcast. You surpassed 100 episodes. And of course, I am so grateful to have you as my podcast producer. But let's take a step back. You started in brand management. You were at Henkel. You went into the family business. Why podcasts? When? What was that moment? Was there a light bulb or a moment for you? Yeah, uh, there was. So I started, and I've heard some of your guests talk about this, but it's not until listening to some of your episodes that I really put it together that I started my career at this giant company that then got acquired by an even more giant company. And over time, I've kind of gone to smaller and smaller companies to the point now that I'm starting my own company. And so it's a really, it's kind of a trend there. Obviously, there's something about smaller companies and kind of doing your own thing, doing things you're passionate about that also you find purpose in that uh, is very important to me. When I started my career at Hankel, which previously was Sun Products, I don't think I, I think I'd heard of podcasts, but I don't think I really knew what they were or that I had, I mean, I hadn't ever listened to one. I didn't really know what the opportunity was. Um, but some, somewhere in those first two or three years, I had heard about this podcast called Road Trippin', which is a <laughs> podcast. Uh, I'm from Cleveland and the Cleveland Cavs are one of my favorite sports teams. And around the time, they're really innovative. Some of their players, particularly Richard Jefferson and Channing Fry, were really, really creative about kind of the behind the scenes looks they gave from the locker room and stories they were telling. And at the time, you know, Richard Jefferson was all over Snapchat with like these characters he was creating. <laughs> but anyway, both of them, along with Allie Clifton, sideline reporter, they launched this podcast called Road Trippin', which was like the first podcast of its kind to literally take you inside an NBA locker room and to take you inside the hotel rooms when the player, when the Cavs were on the road and traveling. And so I listened to this and the first time I listened, like pretty quickly, like within minutes, it was kind of that boom light bulb aha moment of, oh my God, like 
I feel like I'm sitting there in the locker room with these guys. And these are athletes. These are famous athletes, basically celebrities that I had previously just thought were kind of so untouchable. And you know, you don't, you're not in the same circle as them. Like you, they seem, they don't seem like real people. Right. Until you hear them on a podcast and you're like, Oh my God, they're just like normal guys. Like it, there's just something so cool about that. And so I think that was my first initial look at podcasts of, wow, this is really, really breakthrough medium. And then that I think subconsciously materialized over time into, Hey, there's some real opportunity for this from the business standpoint. If you can have that sort of intimate connection from NBA players to me, who is just kind of like your everyday business person, why not have that sort of same connection from your business with whatever products you are working to promote with whatever services you offer with whatever you want to market for your business, you can create that intimate connection through storytelling and podcast form, no matter what you're doing. And so that kind of that grew over time. And then what really was the big kicker was after I had left the corporate world and then joined my family business, Hippo Direct, we were thinking of ways to market the business. And because I was loving podcasting more and more and more, and my dad, who's a founder, we had a lot of strategic talks about it. He was really excited about podcasting as well. And we brainstormed, okay, like we obviously need to have a podcast because it's a growing medium. There's so many benefits to it, but what would it look like? And we said, okay, everything we do across our lines of business, which is mailing list, email list, kind of more traditional space, it all involves helping our customer grow their business and help them find new customers. So what if we started a podcast that talked to a new entrepreneur or amazing marketer, creative business person every week that really was doing these wild things, had these wild ideas, turned them into wild growth and shared their stories about growing their business. And then in turn, our listeners and our fans would take away insights as well as us would take away insights for how to grow our business as well. So that's kind of where it came from. And then once that podcast started and the more I got into it and you know, you're doing this every single week, right. And you know yourself now, like it's hard not to get passionate about it. And it's really taken on a life of its own to the point that I knew that I needed to get more focus on podcasting. And I really like the production side as well. So what can I do to help business owners like yourself produce podcasts and turn these ideas or podcasting aspirations that they have into reality and save you the, the time and a lot of the effort at the same time? So that was it. You just were producing your own. That's your training. I mean, I spent all these hours with you to help train me and you kind of did it on your own. Was yeah. that really what happened? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it was probably three, four, maybe five months. Like I did a ton of research before even launching Wild Business Growth Podcast. Like I would go through so many different resources and debate about, you know, what's, what's the best way to launch this and go through all these different sites and join these Facebook groups and do as much learning as I can. And so I, I did a ton of learning uh, beforehand before launching it. And so that was really helpful. And I feel like I had a good kind of leg up there. And then the more people I met that were guests on the podcast, the more I learned from them, as well as some really great connections I made that have kind of been in the podcasting space for longer and have become mentors to me. Um, it's really just kind of taken off from there. But I think from the beginning, I've always had this interest and love for the podcasting industry to the point that like now I even love going to conferences, you know, whether it's virtual conferences or not, like I went to podcast movement in 2019 and it just stepped up my passion and interest in the space to another level. And I learned so much just from that event. So it started being self-taught. And then I think there's so much, there's so much you learn from others. 
That's amazing. Yeah, you did all the research for me because <laughs> anyone knows me. We were just talking about, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of the Colby test and it talks about, are you a researcher or a quick start or an implementer? And I'm like a 10 on a quick start because I do zero research on things. So thank you. I'm grateful for all the work you did. And now that's why no my problem. podcast- It, it was all for you, Sue. I knew it ahead of time. I was like, I might be able to start this podcast at some point, but really this is for Sue. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so talk to me about your own podcast production company. I mean, this is a whole, again, a whole nother level of growth and you're going out on your own, obviously tons of support from your customers, your family, but what was that moment? <laughs> yeah, it was, um, it was a long time coming. I, I mean, had thought about it for a while. I think it was, knew it was inevitable, but um, for the longest time, it was part of the family business and it kind of it was another it was another service for us so we were helping you out on the direct mail side on the email side when i started at hippo direct the idea was that i was helping on the digital marketing side and then this podcast thing was kind of a bonus but then it became clear like no no this this is like a podcasting service this is more specific and so it was a long time coming and then it got to the point i was getting more clients and also looking at the family business you know, we'd struggled for a while with figuring out, okay, what is our key messaging here? Because, you know, as you know, as anybody in the, in the marketing space knows, you can't do everything. Like you can't be a business that just offers everything and everything. And so the more focused you are, the better it bodes for you, the more specific uh, you can get with crafting your messaging. And we started to get a little bit all over the place and we're, and we realized, okay, this podcasting needs to be a separate thing. And then our bread and butter, what we excel at as a family business needs to be focused. We need to work on our messaging there to make sure that people know they can come to us for mailing lists and email lists and help in that space. And so let's keep podcasting separate. And then also at the time it was, if you look at the homepage hippodirect.com, there's like a little red box that said, build my podcast and kind of like, that was my area. So if you clicked on it, there's like, you know, some bullets on what I call the three P's of podcasting. But the more stuff, the more interviews I was having, the more clients I was getting, the more it was doing in the podcasting space and the more podcasts I was launching, realized that, okay, this deserves like a full-fledged site, not just, you know, a box as part of a website <laughs> of a company that's doing, you know, so many more different things. And so it's, it really kind of came to a natural decision or natural progression over time. Um, and at the same time, I've been working on my personal brand on the social media space with being more vocal about sharing podcasting tips and being more vocal about, Hey, I'm actually a podcast producer. I'm not just someone who does this. Like if you are looking for help in this space, I'm here for you. Yeah. I'm so excited to check out your website and I'm happy that you've been given more real estate now by your, your own. So when you're thinking, <laughs> yeah. when you're thinking of your perfect client and, you know, we do this in, in obviously in a lot of marketers do the brand persona, who, who's the perfect client on the production side coming your way? What, what stage are they? And you know, what, what challenge are you solving for them? Yeah. And I think if you don't mind, we could use you as like a phenomenal avatar for this because yes. <laughs> it's been so fun working with you and you have created such an awesome podcast as part of it. But I think it is somebody like yourself who is a business owner that it doesn't necessarily have to be in the marketing space. I mean, I have clients who we launched a podcast about why you should invest in a laundromat business and why that's a good investment opportunity. Like there's all sorts of different things, but I think it goes back to being a business owner or marketing person in a company that's been around for a while. You at least have you know several years of experience. You're, you have fortified branding and people know what to come to you for and what you offer, but you haven't yet 
launched a podcast and you know that this podcasting space is a great space to be in. It's growing and growing and it's never been more exciting. But as a business owner, you have so many different things to worry about. You have so much to do to manage your company. It's not worth all the editing of the podcast and doing all, you know, figuring out all these different things of the podcast. Like what you should focus on is interviewing your guests, sharing out on social media, you know, however you want to promote it, but that should be it. Everything else should be left back to me, your podcast producer and be there. You can lean on me for the planning standpoint, for the production and the promotion of things. But like, I am super passionate about, about doing the behind the scenes stuff and saving you time as a business owner and helping you get that professionally produced podcast that you've always wanted out there. Yeah, it is absolutely true. You know, we actually took a couple of months to think about the theme and the topic, but after meeting with you, I'd already recorded three. And then of course I had to re-record them <laughs> because I learned so much, um, you know, format is important. The planning that goes into it, even the planning with you actually made the planning for each podcast simpler. So I love that, that piece of it as well. And I think, you know, for any of the listeners that are considering the podcast, certainly having you sooner than later would be my advice to them. So I appreciate what, it. That means a lot. <laughs> how much planning do you think should go into someone? So there's people listening in, they have a business they're running. Is there a certain number of hours or planning that you think to have a successful podcast? Yeah, there's not a specific, you know, it's not like a 10,000 hours thing where you like need to, you know, practice for 10,000 <laughs> hours before you do it. But it does definitely help to do a bit of prep and practice beforehand. You at least need the essentials. So like one of the first things that you should do is buy your mic because if you don't have a mic, then it's really hard to have a high quality podcast. And it's like one of the funniest things to think about, like, duh, you need a mic. But like when I was starting Wild Business Growth and I think back to it, I spent so long saying, okay, I'm going to have a podcast. I'm going to launch it. Like, this is going to be awesome. I can't wait to do it. But you never really get over the hump and actually start making it a reality until you buy your microphone. So like so buying, your mic, <laughs> buying your mic, buying your mic's the first thing. And then if you, when you think about the essentials, the things that you want to brainstorm, like right from the beginning is think about your goals, what you want to achieve with your podcast. Obviously, if you're launching it as part of your business, it needs to be a close enough tie. The content you talk about needs to be a close enough tie back to your business if you want to see any sort of business results to it or have a good fit with your company. Um, so you want to think about the goals, what you want to achieve. And then as far as like the down to the core, like what are the essentials of it? Obviously, you have to figure out your name. You need to figure out your description, your artwork. These things cannot be overlooked. It can't be stated enough how important they are because if somebody is scrolling through Apple Podcasts or Spotify, whatever app they listen to, or if they're just seeing it out on social media, what's going to make them stop and maybe listen to the podcast is going to be if they find the name, the artwork, the description, if they find any of that stuff exciting. If they find any of that boring, then they're going to have no interest in listening to your podcast because there's literally over a million podcasts out there right now. So yeah, why would so they true. listen to something that doesn't draw you in? So those so things logical. are key to figure out. And then I think the other thing is the episode structure and episode outline. And you and team have been fantastic about figuring out what, you know, what's my differentiator? What can I do to make happy marketer connection the best it can be? And obviously you, you have this happy vibe and you talk about so many things in the marketing space, but I think the, how you formatted this as the happy half hour, I think is really cool. It's a cool differentiator and it has such a fun vibe to it as well. And so before you even record a single episode, I think 
it helps to outline about your first 10 episodes, at least just have a rough outline. You don't need to do a script. And actually, I prefer when things aren't scripted, but you need to at least have an idea of what this is going to look like out of the gate. And then once you get into it, it becomes easier and easier from there because you start to get more of a feel of, okay, what what interviews have gone well, what episodes have gone well, what can I adjust? And so it's not a crazy amount of planning. It's just, there's no length of like how many hours you have to do it. It's just making sure that you're focused on those essentials to bring that podcast to life. Yeah, that makes so much sense. And I think that you've talked about, you know, having those first 10 under your belt. It is true. You know, I've just passed my first 10 and yes, congrats. Thank you. Any, anytime you, anytime you add an extra digit is, is very exciting. I think it becomes a lot more time between adding digits after this one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We'll see if I'm still around. No, no, seriously. No, you got it. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that there is also that strategy about the guests. So talk to me about with your guests and, and what do you recommend? You know, I am fortunate to have a lot of friends in the industry, but talk, talk to me a little bit about your process as well. Yeah. And if you have amazing clients like you do yourself, obviously that's a great place to start, especially if it's clients that you've had great relationships with for years, like no doubt they'll want to come on the podcast, especially out of the gate. You know, people are honored, honored to be guests on the podcast. Brendan, our mutual friend, uh, a mentor to me, a friend to you, our old buddy at Sun Products was episode number two for me. And he's still busting my chops about being episode number two, not episode <laughs> one. But <laughs> clients are a great place to start. But for my show and how I look at guests, first of all, I think social media is the backbone to everything. And so social media, as you know, is open so many doors as far as connecting you with people that previously you never would have been able to connect with. And so no matter what platform you're using, I mean, it, it shifted for me over time. Like at the start, I was finding people through Twitter. I would DM them on Twitter. And then it kind of shifted to, you know, Instagram is a great place to connect with people. And I literally, and I still do this to this day when I'm seeking guests and I find somebody I want to have on, I'll send them a voice DM over Instagram, a voice message, just, you know, under a minute. That's all they allow you anyway, but <laughs> under a minute and just like a little bit of background, but them just hearing your voice helps to give you, them more context about you and helps you come across more credible and makes them realize that, Hey, this could be a good podcast opportunity for me. And then lately I've been blown away just based on, I guess how the algorithm has changed, but I've been discovering more and more amazing business people on LinkedIn in the way that LinkedIn can just highlight some stuff, you know, because you never know what connections you have that are connected with somebody else. And you know, one of their connections is somebody that's doing really, really breakthrough and, and creative. So I've met more and more potential guests that way as of late. So I think you can see through these examples that like, kind of as you speak to, like, it is borrowed real estate. Like there's not, you can't be like married to any single platform, but I think there's benefits in a number of platforms out there as far as connecting you with people that you wouldn't previously been able to connect with. And of course, email is a big part of it. If you can find their email online, that's of course a great way to reach out to people. And then on top of that, for me, I realized kind of my niche with wild business growth as I got more experience was um, as opposed to just being any entrepreneur podcast, this was about wild ideas and wild growth. So people that have taken really, really out of the box ideas and made that into their business, made that into their career and turned it into this real thing. And it inherently involves unleashing tons of creativity there. And so I started to be more and more 
looking at people that have created businesses in like really unique spaces. Like, um, for example, we had on Sarah Hannington who created my custom candy and created this custom candy, like originally custom Valentine's day of hearts. And next thing you know, she has clients like Kim Kardashian and the Rolling Stones, as well as, um, my friend and another one of Brendan's connections, Kevin Lane, who created a castle. <laughs> he created a castle. He has a business called create a castle where he's literally reinventing how sandcastles are made at the beach. And so stories <laughs> like that, I, I, I try to seek people in kind of unique spaces like that. It just goes to show that there's not any one way to run a business. And no matter like what sort of weird or obscure space you're in, there's business lessons that come across for any aspiring business person, any aspiring entrepreneur out there. And so for anybody, it's key to figure out who's your ideal guest and then whether it's through social media or finding them an email, just be relentless about every single week, reaching out to at least five people a week in that space, because that is where your gold comes from. And as you know, the more you can get at least a month or so ahead of your recorded interviews, the less stress you have as a podcaster. And so reaching out to people every week who you know will be good fits goes a huge way. Yeah. And I think you're so right. I love when I'm on LinkedIn and I'm looking at content, I feel like those, for me, it's mostly marketers, but those that are posting rich content, even if not their own, I know that they have a voice out there and they want to be heard. And so I've reached out to a couple of people that are not my clients and um, it's so amazing. Yes, they want to be guests and they're flattered and they're honored, but I also know there's a potential opportunity for partnering with them at some point, but they, they make it so easy. LinkedIn and Instagram, you know, it makes it so much easier because if they're already putting content out there, I'm like, okay, I'm going to scoop you up because <laughs> you're already, already pushing out your <laughs> message in, in some form. I'm just going to help you get your message out there. I do have a question about guests. Who is that one guest that you would absolutely just love to have on your podcast or are there several guests that you've been considering? So Tim Ferriss, sorry to use his answer earlier, but that's, that's the easy gimme is, is Tim Ferriss. Been long inspired by Gary Vee and, and actually through working at some products, I've met him a couple of times. And so that's, that's a goal at some point to have him on at some point down the line. So th those are kind of like the big ones that come to mind that are already big in the podcasting space and the entrepreneurial space. Kind of a different answer than you were expecting, but something that I've thought of recently that I think is a really neat exercise, even though it doesn't mean anything, is to like think about historically over time, people that aren't around anymore, people that have passed away, like mm. historical figures, who would be interesting to interview? And for, for me, I always thought that Anthony Bourdain would be like one of the craziest, most interesting, most fascinating interviews of all time. Or like if you go back and interview Albert Einstein, you know, like there's, yeah. there's so many fascinating stories, things you can learn. I mean, think about like the Renaissance era or like the artists from that. Like, it's just, obviously that's not possible, but it's interesting to think about that. Like in addition to, to living, breathing somewhat realistic people to interview, I've even thought of like, once you get in the podcaster mindset, you'll like yes. watch a show or like hear a story or read a book or something and be like, oh my God, what I would do to go back in time and interview them. <laughs> so true. So true. And I love that you talked about interviewing your parents because I do think, you know, there's so much you know about your parents, obviously, but giving them again, a platform where you're actually asking them a question and expecting, you know, an answer that's thoughtful. And I think, you know, if I were to interview my parents again, would be scary and embarrassing stories, but <laughs> um, it's, again, you just get a different look at people in this relationship, um, an intimate relationship from 
a different perspective when you put them on the screen and, and online and, and say, okay, I'm here to interview you. So I think that's really interesting as well. Interested in building a home for your audience? Our Vesta solution powers online communities, giving your consumers a home for a world of engagement and connections. To learn more, visit us at vesta-go.com. I know we're coming up on close to, maybe we're over half an hour already because I didn't time you and I normally do time my guests. I, I, I'm historically <laughs> long-winded, so I can't, I can't turn that off. I would love to know, you know, What's the one piece of, of advice for people that are doing their podcast now? So they're already podcasting and, you know, do you have some advice for them? Yeah, this is going to be very mind blowing, but have fun. It goes back, <laughs> it goes back to anything you're doing, but have fun. Obviously, if you're going to do this and keep it up and become successful with it over time, you need to have fun. You need to be passionate about it. And I think with any piece of content that you're putting out there, whether it is a podcast, whether it's your YouTube channel, whether it's, you know, post you're doing on LinkedIn, it's very easy to get bogged down and disappointed with the results you're seeing on social media or the results that tie back to your business. But the gold, especially in the podcasting space is the long-term play. So think about how impressive it is when you see somebody's done a podcast for, you know, 200 episodes, 300 episodes, and then maximize that to it's, you know, 10 times that. What about people you see that have done it for 2000 episodes? There's such a level of credibility there. There's such a level of like, I mean, talk about being a resume builder, but there's such <laughs> a level of just kind of business expertise that you learn from that. But also it just shows your commitment, your ambition, your, your passion there. But also I think there's so many amazing networking opportunities that come from podcasting that let's say you do 27 episodes, but you're not happy with the results. So you stop, you know, what if that 28th guest was the one that opened a brand new business opportunity for you or literally changed your career? Like you just never know when that's going to happen. So keep going, keep up with the grind. You do see returns over time. And if you have fun, your listeners and people who care about you, but also new people you meet along the way, it will resonate with them. Have fun and people will have fun as well. And so that's why I love how you have such a focus on optimism and <laughs> do. connecting with happy marketers. I do. I have to laugh. I always say if I wouldn't be, if I'm not laughing, then I might've been crying. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right, any, one, can, one or the other, both at the same time. Why not? It. You know, founders, business owners, CEOs, entrepreneurs, there's, there's definitely days of tears. And I just, I tend to just laugh about it. So before we wrap everything up here, can you share, you know, happy marketer connection, a funny story, with the audience today. And I'm sure you have a lot. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. Well, I'll, I'll give you two stories. One that is funny and then one that's more just a really cool experience I had. So this, I'm, I'm gonna turn the tables. Which one do you want first, Sue? Uh, funny. <laughs> okay, funny. We'll keep this clean instead of <laughs> X-rated or R-rated. But <laughs> let's just say sometimes when you're recording a podcast, you have slip ups and words come out that shouldn't be broadcasted publicly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sometimes it's bodily functions. There's one of my earliest interviews. I tried to say a very normal word and it came out as a very like, not okay to say word. <laughs> my guests would not stop laughing and I could not stop <laughs> laughing. And so it probably laughed for five minutes and I was like, okay, you want to start over? Um, so I think that's kind of a, uh, 
fun side effect that can come out of podcasting is you never know what sort of slip up will uh, will come out even even when you get experience talking to more and more people. So I will not say what it is right now, but <laughs> if you listen to my episode 100 special of Wild Business Growth Podcast, towards the end, it's my interview with Drew Davis and you can hear what I said and why he was like literally crying laughing. So that's a, <laughs> Can't wait. So that's, that's the first one kind of, yeah, a little teaser there. The second one was, and this is a really cool experience I had. I mentioned earlier that I was at Podcast Movement in 2019. And so what podcast movement is, if you're not familiar, is the world's largest gathering of podcasters, which obviously right now has gone virtual uh, for 2020. But in 2019, it was in Orlando and it was an amazing experience overall. Like can't say enough amazing things about the event. Um, so for any podcaster, it's worth checking out in the future. But what was really cool since it was in Orlando and they weren't too far from NASA and the Kennedy Space Center, they had this partnership where they had a really, really cool opportunity where they took out of, I don't know, maybe two or 3,000 people or more that were at the event, 20 people who applied got to go and do a behind-the-scenes tour of NASA and awesome. meet astronauts and people that used to do research for NASA and the people behind the marketing team at NASA and get up close personal with the launch stations, all the giant crawlers, you know, the things that carry the shuttles from the, from the warehouse to the, to the launch pad. And so I got to do that the day before podcast movement. I was one of the 20 people selected. And I got to tell you, like, I mean, I always, as a kid, I always thought, you know, astronauts and spaceships and rocket launches. I, I thought that stuff was cool. But as I got older, I never really paid too much attention to it. But going back to NASA, like, oh my God, it brought me right back to being a kid again. It was so cool. And that was like a truly once in a lifetime experience. I think it was just so literally out of this world, just to be corny, out of this world, the experiences and seeing that. And you see pictures of this stuff, but not until you're up close and personal, do you realize like the scale of these things and how big these spaceships and rockets are. And, you know, now there's, you know, if you look in the distance, you could see Tesla's launch pad, you could see Blue Origin and all these different things. Amazing. So it was, that was just a really cool opportunity, really fun experience. So you can if you go to Max Brandstetter on Instagram, you can find some pictures from that. But to kind of put a marketing spin on it, I think that was really, really cool kind of VIP experience that NASA offered and that podcast movement was able to offer by partnering with them. And so any sort of event you're doing, if you can offer, even if it's a select few number of people, you give them opportunity for like a VIP behind the scenes experience like that, then they'll just like love you forever. So like now I'll always be cool with NASA and podcast <laughs> movement. <laughs> and it is like a little kid's dream coming to life, but that's why yeah. I can't wait for the world to open back up and meet experiences. I, I love the virtual world. I mean, I'm getting to spend more time with my family and, you know, we were able to connect with more people because I'm not traveling all the time, but gosh, those in-person experiences, they they do stay with you forever. So you're very lucky. That is amazing. That is really, really cool experience. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So Max, how do people find you? You have all my social security. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so you can find me at maxpodcasting.com. You'll never guess where the max came from. It is a double entendre, but maxpodcasting.com. And that's where you can find me for anything on the podcast production side. If you need any help there, that's also the home of my wild business growth podcast. And you can find that on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever you, whatever platform you like to listen on. And then also I am Max Brandstetter on your favorite social media platform. So there you go. 
Fantastic. And this was so fun, Max. I loved having the chance to interview and learning more about your background. Um, obviously, I, I think the world of you from podcasting, but now I understand where the passion comes from. So thank you. Absolutely. I'm glad the passion came across and uh, think the world about you as well and uh, think out of this world about you as well because of NASA. So why not have a corny ending to this, right? <laughs> no, <laughs> thank you so much, Sue. This was an amazing opportunity and really fun to connect this way. So glad we could turn the tables. Thank you so much, Max, for sharing your advice and tips for developing a successful podcast. I highly recommend listeners reaching out to Max at Max Podcasting if you're even considering hosting your own podcast. To hear more stories and lessons from happy marketers, be sure to subscribe to the Happy Marketer Connection podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. To learn more about community building, our Vesta solutions deliver community-powered marketing to elevate your digital presence, deliver predictive insights, and transform your consumers into lasting brand advocates. And I welcome you to connect with me on LinkedIn or Twitter at Sue Freck or to find us at Vesta-Go.com. Thank you for tuning in.